Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, the first Wednesday after Easter. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning this morning at verse 45. All these curses shall come upon you, pursuing and overtaking you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord your God by observing the commandments and the decrees that he commanded you. They shall be among you and your descendants as a sign and a portent forever, because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and with gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you, in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, in the lack of everything. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation from far away from the end of the earth to swoop down on you like an eagle, a nation whose language you do not understand, a grim-faced nation showing no respect to the old or favor to the young. It shall consume the fruit of your livestock and the fruit of your ground until you are destroyed, leaving you neither grain, wine, and oil, nor increase of your cattle or an issue of your flock until it has made you perish. It shall besiege all your towns until your high and fortified walls, <coughs> which you trusted, come down throughout all your land. It shall besiege you in all your towns throughout the land that the Lord your God has given you. In the desperate straits to which your enemy's siege reduces you, you will eat the fruit of your womb and the flesh of your sons and daughters whom the Lord your God has given you. Even the most refined and gentle of men among you will begrudge food from his own brother, to the wife he embraces, and to the last of his remaining children, giving to none of them any of the flesh of his children whom he is eating, because nothing else remains to him. In these desperate straits to which the enemy siege will reduce you in all of your towns, she who is most refined and gentle among you, so gentle and refined that she does not venture to set a sole of her foot on the ground, will begrudge food from her husband whom she embraces to her own son and to her daughter, begrudging even the afterbirth that comes out from between her thighs and the children that she bears, because she is eating them in secret for lack of anything else. In the siege, desperate straits to which the enemy siege will reduce you in your towns. 
this curse begins to sound more and more like what actually happened when first the Assyrians invaded Israel and dragged off and removed the northern tribes from the land, scattering them among the various places of their empire. Later, the Babylonians completed the work of removing Israel from the land, the work the Assyrians had begun years before, hundreds of years before. They besieged Jerusalem and then destroyed it. The suffering in that city before and after it fell is sometimes behind comprehension. In these past few weeks, we have learned how terrible life can become for a people when their city is besieged, as we have followed with horror the news of the fate of the Ukrainian city of Mariupol. As food and water have run low and they live without power or basic services, people have been reduced and seem to be less and less human and more and more desperate. During the Second World War, the Nazis had laid siege to the Soviet city of Leningrad and countless people died of disease and starvation, and those who survived would never have believed what they had to eat to stay alive. In the book of Revelation, the forces unleashed by human conflict and human lust for power are characterized as four horsemen, war, famine, disease, and death. <clears throat> These always appear together, and we will soon witness the advent of the other horsemen from this war in Europe, just as we do in war wherever else it breaks out. Soon disease, starvation, and death follow. But here these plagues overwhelm God's people as God's response to their unfaithfulness, to the covenant that the Lord their God made them. In the end, sweeping them up and removing them from this abundant land that God had given them and reversing all of the blessings of God's abundance. If we remove God from the story of this nation, its fate does not change. This small nation lives in peace only in small windows, caught as it is between the great ancient imperial powers of Egypt and those that arose in Mesopotamia. But the blessing of Scripture is the revelation that God really is involved in the story. In what appears to be just small windows when the empires around them are weak and Israel can flourish are seen to be times when God has blessed them. Uh, those windows close when God removes that blessing for Israel's unfaithfulness. And the nations of the world, powerful as they may be, can do nothing without God knowing. So when these powers overrun Israel and its cities and haul its people off into captivity, it is not just those nations acting, but it is the Lord who is acting as well. The Lord withholds the blessings of the covenant from an unfaithful nation, and the nation, and the result is ruinous. But there is good news, even in the curse. We have not yet reached that part, but there is hope. God will not forget God's people, but will remain faithful to them. He has withdrawn the blessing, withdrawn this protection from around them. Even if for a little while they must, they must suffer, God will yet forgive. And even in captivity, God, who is powerful over all the nations, will act to rescue, preserve, and eventually prosper them, just as God had promised. Sometimes we forget how horrible life can be, especially surrounded by the destruction and death that's caused by war, that we can forget how horrible it can be, is itself a gift from God for which we should truly be thankful. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, who have come to your people and set them free. 
You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to repair the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the communion of faith in your church and for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land and for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for an end to the war in Ukraine, and to an end to the suffering that it has inflicted, for all who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.